Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast, episode number 246. We've an absolute superstar. I can't wait to... Katie, like Katie Kanakis, I can't wait to share what you're doing. You're an author, you're an actor, you're a poet, you're a speaker, you're a podcaster, you're a singer, you're a DJ, you're an NFT artist. What don't you do? And how, how many hours in a day do you have? Because I know I get 24. How many do you get? Good question. Um, I, thank you so much for having me. I love your energy to the person tuning in. Thank you for being here. Uh, I do not ski and I do not snowboard. <laughs> yes. <Is> that, <laughs> that's is what that i don't do so much time? <laughs> so what I, it's what i don't do uh well I, I grew up running cross country so and i had a full scholarship so my dad's like um this is your this is this is your education you know so you can't break your leg so <laughs> very intense but so i never went skiing or snowboarding and i like being warm tropical places i don't like being cold so um yeah but yeah i sleep a lot i love sleeping i i do get my beauty rest but my mind does go very fast and um, I am multidimensional and I, I just uh, hack, pivot, shift, hack, pivot, shift, and I make it work. And if it's not the imposter, imposter syndrome of how I want it to look or how I thought it was going to look, I allow myself for space and creativity and for the unknown to arise. And I'm like, okay, that's it. That's how it's going to go. And you just send it out into the world. That's how it's going to be. Let's go I, on to the I, next, create, create the I next. Love that. I love that. And the, the thing I love about your energy is, well, Katie, is most people, when I get on here, they have to slow me down and fast people up in the speed. I reckon people are going to have to slow this whole podcast down to 0.5 to get us because this energy is electric. Now, you mentioned something there about being creative. Now, um, it is so important, and particularly when people are sort of struggling or they don't have a purpose or things like that, how important is creativity for you just in everyday life? Yeah. So what is the question specifically? So being creative, like obviously a lot of the things you're doing, like it all involves you being, you know, coming up with new ideas, being in a playful state, getting in flow. How important is that in, you know, your everyday life and, and to sort well, of keep things going? Yeah. Let me be honest and raw with you. So the other day I came home um, and it was great. It was amazing. I met Renee Zellweger. I saw her new TV show on NBC, the thing about Pam, very interesting and comical and she crushes it. And I met some people and went to dinner and had some laughs and this and this and this. And then I came home and it's just, I felt this stuff inside of me and I just wanted to, I was just holding it all inside and I just wanted to cry. I just needed a good cry, you know? And I think it's really important to like, from all the pressure in society and just the pressure of what's going on and in Ukraine and in the world and, you know, with our lives and things of how we want it to be and how, how it actually shows up and how it is. I just wanted to have a cry and I just didn't want to have a cry and just be like, okay, cried. And then I'm done going on. Sometimes I do that, but I went into my recording studio and I just, instead of, cause I wanted to write and express, but I was crying. So instead of like writing it down, I literally, because sometimes I'll write poetry and then I'll record spoken word. I literally bypassed the writing part <laughs> and I just went onto the mic and I was able to cry and I did two poetry pieces. Then after I 
cried and let out my soul that was yearning with these two poetry pieces that just came out of my mouth verbatim. I can edit them later. Then I shifted because I was able to release that thing that was keeping me pent up. And since I was able to release, then I was into this flow state where I've been wanting to release, record this NFT song and be like one of the very first um, she, her identifying non-binary talents to release um, a song about NFTs because some dudes have done it already. So, so then I, boom, recorded a song and then I have a beat and I sent it to my producer. And when I was done, it was like an hour later, I'm like, yo, like I just cried. I just like did two spoken word poetry pieces that I can just write down and put them into poetry books. I just recorded a song that's being produced and edited so I can put it out. And then, so my vessel was full and then I was empty and I was in a homeostasis balanced state. I was able to transition to bedtime and I was able to calm, you know, calmly go to bed and then wake up and begin my day. But that's how I took like a traumatic situation of something that was coming up for me emotionally of being drained and feeling, you know, emotional for stuff that's going on in the world of being an empath and things that are making me sad and upset, but being able to make it transparent and lift it and shift it and put it into art to then be a ripple effect to inspire others. Wow. That, that is one of the most in-depth, amazing answers I've ever heard. Okay. Is, is that something I want to get into NFTs and talk about what you're doing there? Because I've, I find this space fascinating, but is that something that you do often? Like is crying a way that, you know, you let go of like anxiety, stress, just these emotions, or is that a one-off? Because that's a crazy story. Mm, honestly, I've been crying a lot lately and that was the first time I was able to do what I just did, but I'll be doing that a lot more if I, when I'm going to be crying. Cause I don't want to cry and just have it go to waste. I don't want to cry and just be stuck. I've done that before in, in like past relationships. And I know the tools and I've done the work with neuroscientists and emotional intelligence and mystic intuitives with Caroline Mice and Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Greg Braden and Dr. Huberman, that I have the tools and the resources to understand, to know, know thyself like Socrates, to understand that I can shape shift and I don't have to be affected and react how I did in 2005. I can respond in a new way in the 21st century. So I'm empowering myself and then I can empower others where I didn't have that support before. Now I can support myself and I can support others and I can put it all through my art because nothing goes wasted. It's all just energy, good, bad, up, down, just it's energy. And yeah, I'm grieving right now. I'm, I think the whole world has been grooving, grieving when the world blew up. And I think the world's grieving with what's happening in Ukraine. And I think the world's grieving in a lot of ways. And I'm an empath. I'm an HSP, a highly sensitive person. So I pick up on these energies. And so as an artist, as a human for humanity, um, I can shape shift and I can share these things because not everything is perfect. Not everything is so glossy and bossy. I've had all those things and those things are nice, but there's also beauty and sorrow and there's beauty and truth and there's beauty in the rawness and the realness and the vulnerability, like how Brene Brown talks about vulnerability, you know? So I, I want to be a vessel and a, a voice for that too. Not that it's going to happen all the time, but hey, if we're going to go through it, if I'm going to cry my way through it, if I'm going to laugh my way through it, I'm going to do it making art. I, I love that. And I do love Brene Baron as well. So have you found that, you know, sharing your story and, and I think it is important to share 
the highs and lows and that you are struggling at certain times. Um, crying is such a great way to do it. But I think particularly, I was thinking for males here, it's something that we don't talk about. Um, do you find the more you share that, be vulnerable, uh, it allows others to go into that same space and feel it's okay? Well, I love this is a healthy conversation we're having because the stigma of what you just said is true. In addition, yeah. by having this conversation multiple times in my community of people, there's so many, there's so many um, male identifying humans who feel that way or um, are so ignorant to or being that way. But there are a lot who are vulnerable, who do cry, who teach emotional intelligence, who stand for men being able to cry of to break down societal norms. So not only do I stand for women in my women empowerment series on my podcast, she's all over the place, but I also stand for men. So they don't have to have the rules and the, the stigma of like, I'm a man, I have to do this. I have to do that. So breaking down those societal norms that aren't norm, right They're they've been to break it down. So 1000%, there are a lot of men and all genders being able to be more vulnerable, speak their truth, share their feelings, show their feelings. And, um, you know, I grew up very with a lot of masculine energy and, you know, to close the door, to go to your room, to turn a blind eye, to not say this, to not say this, to mind your own business, you know? And it's like, no, there's a riot going on. I'm not going to turn a blind eye. I'm not going to mind my own business. This is upset. This is the stuff I heard about growing up. I heard about this growing up because my mom and dad were raised in Detroit and they, their families had to move out of Detroit because of the riots, because of what happened. I only saw the news a couple of times and it was all African-American people um, killing themselves and b- burning down their homes. And it used to be the number one murder capital of the world. But now you look at Will Smith and he's saying, you know, oh, it's happening, but now it's just being recorded. So I reflect back and I'm like, all those things I remember hearing Were they really doing that to their homes? Who was really burning those homes? Who was really killing those people? You know what I mean? I have questions. So as an artist, I've traveled the world. I see people, I meet people, I love culture, I love food. I'm gonna speak up. And whether I'm right or wrong, at least I'm gonna start messy and I'm gonna utilize my voice because that's why I'm here. And that's why we have, you know, 4.5, whatever million podcasters now. And that's why we're here. (laughs) And, you know, and that's why we're shape-shifting to break down things that aren't working and, and to share new information with one another and not right anyone, not wrong anyone, but Hey, this is my experience. What's your experience. This is my experience. And Hey, let's, let's like learn and grow together. You know what I mean? I I don't know everything, but I want to share what I've learned thus far to take this, you know, collective knowledge and information so we can apply it and hack it in a way that's going to evolve as a humanity so we can grow together and, you know, have good memories on the planet together, not gatekeeping, not through isolation, but as a community, as one together, sharing, caring, loving, kindness, unconditional words, right? Yeah. And, and so true. And like you said, there are a lot of people, it seems like everyone's got a podcast these days, which is brilliant. I love that. Um, do you, I sort of use this podcast as in a way, Kate, a bit selfish because I, I get people I want to learn from and I can have a really deep, meaningful conversation. Do you find it similar that, you know, you're so invested in the conversation, you're listening, you're not distracted by anything else because you're 100% focused on who you're talking to. You can have some really big breakthroughs. Do you find that as well? I'm guessing you do. 
Well, I find you to be a very interesting person because when you're, <laughs> because when I agree with everything, when you're interested, then you're interesting because it's like soaking up all these things we get to learn. So by listening to other people's stories, we hold space for them to be cathartic and share what they're growing through, what they've learned. So you're holding space to learn but you're holding space for them, but also you're holding space for the audience to the person tuning in so they can learn as well. So you're like on a mission, a part of a collective mission to hold space for others. And that selfishness is self-love. So I identify because each podcast series for me has a theme. Season three was poetry when I released my poetry book. Season four, when I was in season three wrapping up, I'm like, what's season four going to be about? And I already knew before season four even started, before season three even ended, I knew. And for me was women empowerment and exploring divine femininity in all genders. Because as a kid, I grew up, quote unquote, in a man's world. You know, I wanted to be a business woman. I wanted to be taken seriously in business. So I wanted to have kids later on in life so I could have a career first because I wanted no one or nothing or anything to be in my way. And I wanted to experience my life and the gift of why I was birthed here in the first place before I'm gifting life to another God willing if it's meant to be, but how can I fill up someone's cup if my cup's not full? So I wanted to explore while I was here to really fulfill my cup. And so I went on this exploration and in, in, you know, in business, I had a lot of mentors, but in business to angel investors, I am for capital, like millions of dollars, $50,000, dollars $30,000, $10,000. I always like look to men to support my dreams like of humanity, of healing the world, of helping people, of being an artist and to empower people. I just thought everyone was doing that. And uh, I, I didn't realize how unique and special it was. I just thought everyone was doing that. But there were so many men who I was looking to and they weren't giving me the money. They weren't giving it to me unless they wanted to sleep with me, unless there was a unlawful um, false power exchange. And so that wasn't my cup of tea. And I saw through the journey of so many, you know, unintelligent identifying females who would, um, you know, some of them are in, unintelligent and some of them may be very intelligent, but they would use the power of the P and the power of sex to do it in exchange to get what they want in a cutthroat business, maybe in the workplace, but also for materialistic goods that we're not taking with us. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, for like what? So um, I I wanted to, and I observed all these things and I wanted to be able to demystify these things. And then, so what happened was along my journey and it took me a lot of lessons, I would invest in myself with modeling cop cards and like um, investing in myself with lunches and dinners and headshots and in acting classes and, and all these things. I would self-finance all those. I would work very smart and very hard to self-finance and pay all these all these monies to do these things. But when it came to actual capital of of like an investment, I didn't do that for myself. I looked to men. And so with that being said, when I finally, finally, you know, two decades later, took my weakest link and made it my strength and invested into myself, I became this oak tree and all these branches started taking off and they started having lives of their own. So I thought, hey, I want to have, I want to take my weakest link and 
connect to divine femininity and all genders and create a women empowerment series so I could focus on women empowerment. And so I too, like you, can listen and hear these stories and learn so I can take my weakest link of what I'm insecure about or what I was insecure about so I can make it a strength. And so through podcasting, not only are people getting to know me and my personality and my brands, but I'm holding space for others so they can be empowered because I know what it's like when I am empowered and I know what it's like when a lot of times I'm not empowered, wishing someone would empower me. So I said I wanted to be a leader and do it for others so I can do it through my own vessel. So yes, 1000%. Yes. Oh, amazing. And what you just said there, like it's very brave of you because a lot of time people focus on the strength, what they're good at. They, they know that they stay in their lane. They don't want to... They don't want to put themselves out there because of judgment or failure. It's easy to do the things you're good at instead of flipping it and saying, look, there's something that I can work on here that needs a little bit of my attention, that I can bring it to light and I can flip it like what you have done exactly. And now you're empowering other people to do that. I do a lot of work in schools. And one of the things teachers and parents want me to work with at the moment is students don't want to try anything new because they're too scared of failing and being judged. Um, is that something that you see a bit of as well? I, I know, I suppose, is that something you see? And and how? what advice would you give? Because what you've just said there, Kate, is amazing. But not everyone has your confidence, your willpower, your determination. Um, you're a unique person to be able to flip around something that is a weakness and turn it into a positive or a strength. Um, does that sort of make sense where I'm going with? I, there's a lot of questions I'm throwing at you right there. Sorry. 1,000, 1,000%. Yeah, identify with all of it. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so in regards to the children, you know, um, and these children become adults and these adults who are scared, it's their little, it's their inner child that's scared. So start on the journey with befriending self once again, right? Um, I think it's Julie Cameron or Julia Cameron. It's Julie Cameron. I believe she has the artist way. And so a part of the artist way is like, Oh, Hey, little K, um, you know, what do you want to do? I want to go get some ice cream or, Hey, I'm going to do this. And I did this. Oh, short-term gratification. Let's celebrate and like have a tea or watch a movie or get a massage. So it's the short-term gratification that builds the self-worth up and the power of the word. If we say we're going to do something and we don't do it, it doesn't like it, the mind doesn't know the difference if we do it or not. But the thing is, if we say we're going to go down, if we're going to clean the refrigerator or we're going to um, wash clothes and then we don't, or we're going to walk down and get the mail and then we don't, then we nick away at our self-worth and our self-esteem because we say we're going to do something, our own word. We say we're going to go get the mail and we don't do it. But then two weeks later, you go get the mail. You feel that gust of, yeah, I got the mail. And your confidence is built up because it's the power of the word. So if kids and humans are talking to people, they're wasting their time and their energy if they're putting it out and it's not reciprocated. If you feel like you're explaining yourself or if you have to prove yourself or if you have to feel like you have to like, You'll yearn and scream and cry for them to understand you. Just it's because we only can focus on one thing at a time. So if we take, and that's energy and motion, we only can focus on one thing. So the person tuning in, they could be anywhere, but they're listening here. They could be multitasking, but then, you know, other things are happening. But if they're actually just here, right here now, really listening, they could go to the depths to the souls of the tone and the words and the vibes and the intentions and go deeper within their own 
um, soul to shape shift, to hear and discover something new if they're really intently listening. So like this, like this uh, scenario of like wrestling, if I wanted to be a wrestler and I'm talking to my mom and dad about wrestling, they're just like rolling their eyes to the left, to the right. <laughs> they're not getting it. But if I read a book, Googled um, wrestling podcast or, you know, Googled wrestlers and I followed Instagram wrestlers or I reached out and say, Hey, like, I want to, I really admire you as a wrestler, blah, blah, blah. Or you watch them on Instagram. You see what they listen to. You watch where they went to school. You listen to what books, then your soul is being fed and it's reciprocated. Then you can build upon that. A lot of times we're talking to people and we're hitting walls because they're not understanding our intention. So to get involved with communities and get involved with people who are like-minded, who are speaking our language, right? For example, NFTs, a lot of people don't know about NFTs still. So it's like, if you don't know, I've been involved since 2018. So for me, it's like the back of my hand. Like I'm just like uh, NFT, NFT, NFT. But if someone's new to NFT, do your own research. Like go on TikTok, type in NFTs, NFT for beginners, go to podcasts, type in NFTs, listen to podcasts on NFTs, listen to what works, what doesn't work, go to Twitter spaces. I have a pink sheet. I can give it to you. I can gift it to you. There are people I recommend who I admire in the community who give ethical information, who lead the community in a, in a good way for humanity, who have good intentions about the planet. And and of course, making money is super important, you know, but you want to, you don't want to do pump and dumps. You want to do it in an ethical way with good people and connect with people. Like, for example, there's astronauts. So if you're into space, which I am, there's projects, there's um, people who are vegan. So there's vegan projects out there. There's people who are into pets. There's pet projects and NFTs now in crypto. So there's like, you know, there's sports, there's all the, the video games, there's all these different areas. So whether it's web three or, you know, web two, whatever, like, like, and, and sometimes it's so saturated, you know, but that's why Facebook has communities, things like that. But we want to connect with people who are making us excited, who are revving us up and empowering and say, Hey, I'm going to tell you this. Oh, I'm going to tell you this. Oh, you just told me this. It made me think of this. And you want to bounce back and forth like we're doing now. And if the person isn't doing it, it doesn't matter if they're related to you. It doesn't matter if you've known them for 10 years. Like instead of giving them 1000% of your attention, you don't have to give them none unless you want to and they're toxic, but you can wheel it back and give them 70%, 60%, 50%. And that other percent is going towards things you want to be a part of. You don't have to tell that person you're doing it. You're going to hurt their feelings. You don't need to hurt their feelings or hurt your feelings. You can still have a relationship with this person or these people. You can just start paying attention to other things, giving that attention to yourself, internally having that journey. And it's a great way for kids and humans. You know, if you, if you're a kid, right, especially if you're a kid and you're not like, um, in the matrix of brainwash technology from the government and, and politics and what circumstances of people in schools, education have told us then, or if you're an artist and you're just open, then you go with that intuitive hit. You go with that instinct. Like if my instinct's going to say, yeah, go left. Like, I don't have to think for an hour. Like, why am I going to go left? No, just follow the flow, go left. If it's good intention, you're not going to hurt anyone. You're not going to hurt him yourself like go left discover be curious what does that look like you know you can always go right and the last thing i want to say about this topic right now is when people are in between and they're like i want to go left but i don't know if i should but i don't want to go right because i don't know if i should being indecisive is a choice 
So be aware that when you're indecisive and you're not going left and right and you're stuck and you're stuck and you're stuck and you're just staying stuck, that's a choice. And that's a repetitive choice people make all the time when they're indecisive. How do you get out of that though? Because it's it's like being on a treadmill or a hamster wheel that if you do something enough, it becomes a habit and it's a bad habit. How do you, because confidence is, I really feel it comes down to confidence. And a lot of people don't have that confidence. And when you're stuck on that treadmill, it's hard to get off. How do you, what do you do? 1000% great question. Well, it's being aware. So it's like, la-di-da, la-di-da. Oh, I'm thinking this thought. I'm not going to think this thought anymore. Hack. I'm not going to think this thought anymore. And then check back in 10 minutes later. Oh, I'm having that thought again. Oh, an hour later. Oh, that thought. I thought I got that thought away. An hour later, (laughs) up that thoughts there. You hack it. 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 You um, also, for example, if you're watching, let's say the news four times a week, but it makes you feel awful afterwards. It makes you feel disgusting. You're talking about the things that you don't want to hear. Okay. If you're watching the news four times a week, stop watching the news. If you can't stop watching, <laughs> it's, if it's pulling, if it's pulling the needle out too soon, watch it twice a week, break it in half. You know, if, if you're, if you're like watching the news, then you're not liking it. Then you're talking about more of what you don't like. You're, you're doubling down on more of what you don't. So if you like going to a play, if you like going to a movie, if you like listening to a podcast, if you listen to an episode or two, listen to six more, eight more, like double quadruple down on more of what you do want, right? And stop talking about it, save your energy and get into action. I have ever since I was a kid, if something ta- and someone taught me this, if it takes me 10 minutes or less or 15 minutes or less, I do it right then and there. Because if I don't, a week could go by, a month could go by. And then I'm harping on myself because I didn't do that thing that would have taken 10 minutes. And now it's psychologically taken like a month of my life or years of my life, you know, like releasing a poetry book. I just set a set a date and you make it happen. Set a date, make it happen. Show up for yourself and and stop explaining. Because what happens is you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm really going to do it. You're really, really going to do it. And then you're telling everyone how you're really going to do it. And then the mind doesn't know the difference. And then you still don't do it. So instead of talking about what you're going to do, because then people are going to be like, next time they see you, hey, I thought you're going to do that thing. Then you have to ex- dig yourself out of the hole why you didn't do it. Make excuses for yourself. Uh, three months later, oh, how's that thing going? Oh, I haven't started yet. Then the people are like, oh, yeah, you're not a person of your word. Oh, she's that person or he's that person. He's they, that person. Not going to do it. Don't talk about it. Save your energy. Just do it. Just oh. make it happen and do it. Boom. I love that. And it's, that's why Nike's got it as their slogan. Just do it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I think like what you've just said there, it's all about small steps, little small steps equal big steps. Don't don't just start off with this massive thing. Like Mel Robbins, five-second rule, do something within the first five seconds. The SAS, they talk about one meter squared because that's all you can control at the moment. They are small wins. And that's the thing. Small wins consistently equal big wins. And that's what you're saying, isn't it, Katie? Two things I want to say to you from what you just said. Yes, yes. Uh, so Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, the, the neuroscientist. So he has a lot of books. He has a lot of content on YouTube. You could just binge it. He talks about firing and wiring, firing and wiring. Cause you were saying, um, you know, well, it's, you create these bad habits. Well, these bad habits. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, one Joe Dispenza talks about like 
oh, I come home, I get into a fight, rah, 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 rah. Okay, someone's in a bad mood. Something happened. Then they're rah, 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 rah. Okay, someone's in a bad mood. Then a week later, then it keeps, and then this habit continues. You're fighting with your partner, blah, 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 blah. And then seven years later, it becomes a part of your personality. That's how personality traits. So I had to do some deep, deep inner work a couple of years ago where I had to go so deep that I had to unhook something that was a, uh, that was a thought form turned into um, uh, an emotion that turned into a pattern that ended up being a mood that turned into a personality. So Dr. Joe Dispenza says we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day and 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts. So what are we thinking? So being hacking our thoughts and what we're aware of to shape shift it into rainbows and other things we want to be thinking about it, like being in Hawaii with our toes in the sand or wherever. Um, <laughs> so, so you're either firing and wiring new synapses to create new patterns or you're unfiring and unwiring things that aren't serving us and our brain, we can unfire and unwire things that aren't serving us and things that we don't want to do. So that's one. The other thing that you mentioned was the, the micro steps, the small steps and Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S, she's a mystic intuitive. She has over 10 books on audio that you can download and listen to for free. And it's her voice speaking on these books, Overdrive, it's an app. They have a partnership with the library. You can download up to 30 audiobooks per month for free. And you can listen to her books on audio. She's on, she is on YouTube. Um, she has a TED Talk on choices. And she says, it's amazing. It's called TED Talk. It's called Choices. Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S. And she says, people think the breakup, the moving are the big macro choices in life. Actually, the big choices are the micro, this moment right here. What time you wake up? What conversation are you having? What are you watching? Those micro choices make the macro big ones. People have it twisted and confused. Let's get real. Mm, it, it is very true, isn't it? And, and again, it, that really comes back to habits. They're like the small habits lead to the person you are, your word, your commitment, what you end up doing, what you bring out in the world. That's exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. One million. One million. Let's get a one million over here. Yes. <laughs> one million. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, Katie, like, we haven't even talked about half the stuff I wanted to because I love just getting in. Like we've just been going, riffing. I love it. So what are you most proud of? I want to know from everything you have created and done and everything, do you ever sit back and allow yourself to be really proud of what you're doing or are you too busy? Go, go, go. Do you allow yourself to have that time and be proud of the things you're doing, the impact you're having? It's a great question. Thank you. Uh, last year, um, when people were honoring me, when I was doing all these podcasts, I was like, wow, I'm like, this is the meaning of enjoying the fruits of your labor, right? Because I've just been go, 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 sowing seeds, sowing seeds, go, go, go. But when I'm able to reflect and look, it's like, oh, the, this is where I get to enjoy, you know, uh, my garden, my, my fruits, right? That I nourish and develop. So I'm, I, when I discover that I'm going deeper onto that experience of being able to do that. So one thing right now, I guess, um, as an NFT artist, I have collaborations and uh, collections that I release every single month, sometimes multiple times a month. And um, not only am I an NFT artist and a producer uh, and a collector, 
but also I'm a curator. And so um, International Women's Day, um, you know, is right now and International Women's Month. And because of my experience of, you know, gender identities and roles of who I am and empowering, you know, um, not only do I empower women and young girls and all genders, I dropped a collection for Women Empowerment Month to um, of some of my pieces that mean really something special to my heart about divine femininity. In addition, I onboarded other <clears throat> Web2 artists into Web3, and I also onboarded other NFT artists to be a part of this curation. So we're all celebrating each other as women, as divine um, feminine souls. And so there's men who are a part of the collection as well. It's not just women, it's men too, who are um, respecting women and divine feminine energy and what that looks like. In addition, we're donating 20% of each NFT to Ukraine, to Red Cross wow. Ukraine. So I'm very, very proud on a humanitarian level that not only can I empower myself and take my weakest link and make it my strength, but then hold space for other artists and um, who are already in NFTs, but onboarding people who want to maybe know what NFTs are or have their work feel cool as an NFT, and then also contributing to artists, women, children, and the people of Ukraine. So I am so proud, and so I'm super vulnerable about super vulnerable about it. But um, I'm able to reflect in the moment of that happening right now. Wow, and, and you should be, and and I think. From just listening to your idea, Katie, I think that's the power of uh, the NFT space. And um, I haven't been in it for four, four and a half years like yourself, but um, I think it's allowing people to come together. And I love the fact of it that you're, you're part of something. It's not, doesn't matter what you represent as your race, where you live, anything like that. It's sort of really accepting of everyone. And not only that, collaborations are happening, but it's also a beautiful way to give. And, and if you just look in the crypto space, particularly the amount of money that's been donated and raised to Ukraine, I think things like what you're doing, you know, 20% of everything you've created is going there. I think it's just such a beautiful place at the moment. Do you, would you, is that what you're seeing? I'm pretty sure I've sort of, sort of yeah. wrapped up where you were just saying what you're proud of in a way there. Yeah, it's exactly. And it's like, I, I appreciate all the other collectives, uh, you know, who are participating and taking, you know, big steps and strides and stands and moving mountains for Ukraine. And, and, you know, the cool thing about it is like, yeah, the sales are cool and everyone makes money and it goes to Ukraine and stuff too. But also more so than just like the money, it's the meaning, it's the collective mission and the energy of the people coming together, which is energetically going to transmute to more peace and kindness in the way we think and then we the way we interact with one another as a society as a whole moving forward. So it's bigger than just like this particular collection. It's the ripple effect of how people right now, like all the people who are involved, they're going around and they're telling everyone they're a part of this thing, right? This curation of women empowerment, 20% of the proceeds are going to Ukraine, right? They're feeling proud. It's building their confidence. They're sharing that with other people who may not know. So they're, I'm empowering them to be healthy communicators, how people are empowering me. I get to empower myself and empower other people. So it's a, it's a bigger picture, you know, not just this one collection, but let's have multiple collections and multiple other other experiences and stories that will happen birth from things just like this. Yeah. And, and so true. And you mentioned kindness there and I feel 
Kindness is a superpower. We need more of it. And it comes in all different shapes and forms. Like what you've just mentioned there, you know, that um, I think you've been kind by being vulnerable because then you're allowing other people to do it. Being kind by creating NFTs, by including other people, by educating them about it, by then using proceeds to help other people in need. Kindness is what the world needs more of right now, Katie. And you are giving ample of it. And I didn't even get half the time to speak about anything. So if people want to check out some of the things you're doing because I listed them at the start and I nearly ran out of breath. There was that many. Where can we find you? Chinakas.com, my my website, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S, uh, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S. It's just <laughs> Chinakas.com. I have my NFT collections on there. I'm on all social media platforms, but people can reach out to me. I do industry coaching. I have bi-weekly Zooms where I'm educating people and onboarding them for NFTs. So you know, people can just email me, reach out and I have a whole team and we, we have it all organized. Um, the best way is just to go to chinakas.com and put in your email. So uh, I have an automation set up, set up that will be sent out with some gifts and stuff like that. But then you're like um, a part of my community. So um, I send things out too. But yeah, email me, get in touch. That's the, way, it's the best way to be in touch. Yeah, through my website. Perfect. Well, guys listening, this is episode number 246 and I'll have a link for Katie's website on there. Um, Katie, I'm blown away. It's it's an amazing thing when you, I don't have a script, I don't have questions, but I, I have an idea of things I want to talk about and we didn't even speak about half of them today, but I feel liberated, I feel empowered, energized um, from what we did speak about. So thank you for your time today. Well, uh, I appreciate you and congratulations on the number of episodes. And because you mentioned it three times, I would just like to say I am 1000% coming back on the show anytime you want <laughs> to have me. So pick a number like 333 or 444 or 555 or something like that. <laughs> person, and, and, and we can have another conversation. Maybe I'll be on a new TV show by then and we'll talk about other fun things. Cool. Well, 333, I love that. I think it uh, goes very nicely. I will hit you up then. So expect a nice little uh, email, Katie, because I'll be hitting you up. So guys, go and check it out. I've got the link on the website. Katie, thank you so much for your time today. I've absolutely loved our chat. Dale, thank you. I'm so honored. Thank you so much. I